You are listening to the A Thousand Lives Broadcast, the premier podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary with the Vision for China team. For more information about our Vision for China team and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you're going to find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to assess how you can better aim your life at making Jesus known in China, whether that be by praying, sending, or even going as a missionary. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe and or follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform with push notifications turned on to never miss an episode of the broadcast. And you can always check out visionforchina.org slash podcast. That's visionforchina.org slash podcast for an up-to-date directory of which platforms were found on. If you have any friends interested in China, missions, or both that might enjoy the podcast, be sure to let them know what the A Thousand Lives broadcast is all about. We with Vision for China firmly believe that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China and trust that if we aim our lives at making much of him there and around the world, we have no need to fear language barriers, culture barriers, persecution, or any other obstacles because, just as he himself said in Matthew 28, he will be with us always, even unto the end of the world. Now for this episode, I am excited to share a story from the ministry of Jonathan Goforth as he and his wife relocated within China and began working in a new area. It didn't take them but a few weeks of intense ministry with the locals to realize that they needed help if they were to successfully evangelize this new field. Overwhelmed with work that they as a couple could never begin to complete on their own, Jonathan took to his knees in prayer. But Before we jump into Jonathan's prayer and how the Lord answered, let's hear about this episode's China City Challenge. For this episode's China City Challenge, I'd like to challenge everyone to research and pray for the city of Lanzhou, located in Gansu Province, China. Lanzhou is Gansu Province's capital city and is home to over 3 million people in the city proper and a total of around 4.5 million in its greater metro area. Gansu Province and its capital Lanzhou are of great historical significance. It was a crossroads of the Old Silk Road, which meant that much European and Middle Eastern influence trickled into China via this region. In the days of the China Inland Mission, the pioneering greats such as nomadic missionaries George Hunter, Percy Mather, Alice Mildred Cable, and Evangeline French all got their start on nomadic living in Gansu Province and Lanzhou as the region is considered a gateway from eastern China to its more ethnically diverse western regions such as Xinjiang and Tibet. Lanzhou and Greater Gansu have a comparatively larger number of Muslims than many other parts of China, and Buddhism is prominent here as well. Now, despite the religiosity of many in Lanzhou, the vast majority of the people have never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. Please pray for more laborers for Lanzhou City and Gansu Province. Brother, I'd like to challenge you to do a bit of your own research on Lanzo and for all who reach out to Vision for China on social media using our handle Vision for China, V-I-S-I-O-N for C-H-I-N-A, confirming that you've done your research and spent some time praying for Lanzo, I'd like to personally send you a free copy of Praying for China, a guide. The prayer guide is our team's resource, a booklet 
specifically designed to help you and inform you as you pray for China. Each page in the booklet features a province or other region of China and is beautifully laid out with a few pictures of the region as well as a few stats such as population, chief cities, and religion that will guide you as to how to better specifically pray for these different parts of China. We would like to mail a free copy of the prayer guide to anyone who participates in this Chinese city challenge. Just research and pray for Lanzo this week and then reach out to us on social media confirming that you did so. That's right, a free China prayer guide for participating in this Chinese city challenge. So here are the details about the city of Lanzhou. The city itself is spelled L-A-N-Z-H-O-U and is located in Gansu province. Gansu is spelled G-A-N-S-U. Now the challenge is, as always, to spend about 15 minutes either skimming this city's Wikipedia page or viewing a related video on YouTube. As I reiterate every episode, there are many video bloggers in China that often upload video footage of a walkthrough of the downtown areas of various Chinese cities, maybe a video synopsis of what the city is like, or maybe even an aerial view of the skyline taken by drone. And I would encourage you to see what videos you can find for Lanzo. And as you watch, consider how the Lord might use you to reach this huge city with the gospel. Next, after you've done all that, spend another 15 minutes or so praying for Lanzo. Pray that the people of the city would hear the gospel and be saved. Pray that the Lord would bless believers and churches that might already be there in Lanzo. And pray that the Lord would raise up and send forth many more laborers who would devote their lives to take the these people the gospel. And finally, remember to message Vision for China on social media, letting us know an interesting thing you learned about the city to claim your free copy of Praying for China, a guide. We want to hear from you. We want to hear how the Lord is growing your heart for the Chinese. Again, find us on social media. It's so easy. Just use the handle Vision for China, V-I-S-I-O-N for C-H-I-N-A. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what you learned about Lanzo. What are you waiting for? Get after this Chinese city challenge and claim your copy of Vision for China, a guide today. Well, I'd encourage you to take some time to read this scripture about the life of Jesus. And then let me know what you think. I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Jonathan said, handing the man a copy of John's Gospel. The man smiled and eagerly accepted the scripture portion, promising to read it. Judging from his excitement during their conversation, Jonathan thought that he very well may read it all before chapel services the following afternoon. After all, it wasn't uncommon for men in these parts as curious about the Gospel as this man to do so. Jonathan briefly prayed with him, and the man began making his way home. Jonathan, tired, looked around and noticed that Mr. Tongue was still counseling with a father-son duo. But other than that, everyone seemed to have retired for the evening. Realizing it was nearly midnight, Jonathan sat on a stool in the corner for a bit of reflection. He and Rosalind had only been in Suntal for the last few weeks, and had been ministering late into the evenings like this virtually every day for a good three weeks now. Jonathan and Mr. Tung would distribute tracts each morning, convene chapel for preaching each afternoon, and counsel and meet one-on-one with all who were interested in the evenings. All the while, 
Rosalind would meet with the women of Suantau for Bible study and counseling. The people were curious, after all. They had never heard anything like the gospel before and were eager to hear the stories of Scripture. Jonathan and Rosalind had grown accustomed, however, to working with other missionaries and many other national evangelists. In their previous mission stations, they worked as part of larger teams. As a team, they would all split the work of preaching and counseling, with the result being that each day would conclude at a much more reasonable hour. When they made the recent transition to Suntao, however, there wasn't nearly as much help. Only Mr. Tung joined them, as the other evangelists and missionaries were needed to serve elsewhere. While Jonathan didn't mind all the extra work, three weeks in to these late evenings was beginning to take a huge toll on them physically. They were finding themselves drained day in and day out. Jonathan was so deeply impressed by the need for more laborers that he knew something had to be done. Knowing where to go, he went straight to his knees to pour out his heart before the Lord and beg him, the Lord of the harvest, to send them more laborers. That evening before bed, he told Rosalind that he had prayed for more laborers, and they retired that evening trusting that the Lord would send them much-needed extra workers. And sure enough, the very next day, a preacher named Chang Ching from a church they were previously serving in several miles away was doing business there in Suntao. Chang Ching sought out the Goforths and eagerly told Jonathan, I feel that I dare not continue in business any longer while souls are dying all about us. Could you make use of me to preach the gospel? Jonathan Overjoyed to hear this brother surrender to the Lord, explained that just yesterday he had asked the Lord for more laborers and that Changqing was the first to come. A few days later, two government school teachers, who had become Christians just a few years previously, came to Jonathan, also from a town elsewhere, and said, Other men can teach these government school students as well as we, but since souls are dying all around us while the harvest is plenteous and the laborers are few, we violate conscience by going on teaching school. Can you make use of us preaching? Then, a short time later, Guo Laocui, a converted opium user, came to Sun Tao, found Jonathan, and said, I feel I must preach the gospel. Can you make use of me? Friends, the Lord was at work. He was raising up and sending out more laborers to preach the gospel. He had answered Jonathan's prayer. Jonathan went on to record that within that year, they had more than a dozen men that the Lord had sent them. Jonathan wrote, On coming to China, I felt deeply convinced that God was more concerned about the reaping of his harvest fields than I could ever possibly be. Therefore I always kept praying that the Lord of the harvest would send forth suitable Therefore I always kept praying that the Lord of the harvest would send forth suitable harvesters into his field. I was always on the lookout for such men. Jonathan went on to write, As I look back over the years of service in Henan, I can count up about 50 men who have become evangelists and pastors, all of whom were induced to enter the service of the kingdom by the grace of God through me. I say this not for self-glorification, but to impress upon young missionaries especially the fact that definite faith in God and obedience will certainly bring results. Praise the Lord. The Lord of the harvest answers prayer and sends forth laborers into his field. What an amazing testimony. May we have that definite faith in God and live in obedience to him, trusting him to answer the prayer that he, after all, commanded that we pray. Brother, 
Here in this story from the life of Jonathan Goforth, we are reminded once again of the need to pray for laborers. What Jesus says in Scripture is absolutely correct. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Friend, there are so many people to tell, and yet so few people going to tell them. This is made so clear as we consider China and the millions upon millions of people in this country who even today in the 21st century still don't know the story of the Savior of the world. They don't know of His love for them. They don't know of His sacrifice on Calvary. They don't know of the salvation He so generously offers. Jonathan, his wife Rosalind, and Mr. Tung were laboring tirelessly for weeks and begging the Lord for help. Thankfully, the Lord provided that help in the form of those Chinese preachers who surrendered to give their lives preaching there in Suantao. Those men came forward as the direct result of the Lord answering Jonathan's prayers, who simply prayed as the Lord commanded. He prayed as the Lord commanded. Brother, do you pray as the Lord has commanded. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 and 28, and again in Luke chapter 10 and verse 2, Jesus says, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Brother, will you honor this prayer request of the Lord and pray asking that the Lord would send forth more laborers? more workers, more preachers into his harvest fields. Isn't that amazing? He says the harvest fields are his. They already belong to him. He just needs laborers to go and work the fields, to go and reap the harvest. Jonathan Goforth was spot on when he pointed out that the Lord desired to reap the harvest field more than Jonathan ever could. It's the Lord's harvest field after all. Friend, realize that the Lord and Master that you serve desires to send forth preachers into His harvest and has commanded that you pray that He would do so. Remember in John chapter 4, verse 35, Jesus says, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. You see, He has commanded that we not only pray, but that we look, that we lift up our eyes, Brother, that is exactly why we've begun the Chinese City Challenge on the broadcast this season. The challenge is to heed the word of our Lord and obey Him by looking to the harvest fields and praying for more workers to go. So friend, the question is, are you looking? Are you praying? And are you willing to go? Just after commanding that we pray in Matthew 9 and in Luke 10, the Lord sent out the disciples to be those very laborers. In a sense, they were the answer to their own prayers. In another sense, they were to pray for more help as they went. Here from the story of Jonathan Goforth, we see that he and his wife prayed as they went. They were already on the field when they begged the Lord for help, when they begged the Lord for reinforcements. They saw the greatness of the need in Suantau and couldn't help but ask the Lord for more workers. As we, with Vision for China, survey the vastness of modern China, as we see the countless thousands of people in China's various cities, towns, and even villages, we can't help but beg the Lord for reinforcements as well. Yes, 
We pray for more Chinese brothers to help us in the work. And the Lord has provided some. We also pray for more American brothers to join us in the work. And the Lord has provided some as well. However, the number of laborers is so very small and pales in comparison to the greatness of the harvest field right before our eyes. Brother, I fear that the reason that some who would otherwise go do not is because they aren't looking and they aren't praying. They haven't lifted up their eyes and they haven't bowed the knee to pray. They aren't looking and they aren't praying. Brother, would you right now pray and ask the Lord to raise up more workers to evangelize China? Would you beg the Lord to raise up both national preachers and foreign preachers alike to proclaim the excellencies of the Savior throughout China? And brother, would you take time regularly to lift up your eyes and look on these fields by researching China, researching its provinces, researching its cities, and begging the Lord to do a work? Would you beg Him to do a work in China? Would you beg Him to use you in reaping the harvest fields of China? Remember, the harvest is His. The field is His. Will you go and get to work? Brother, I challenge you to consider giving your life in your efforts to serving the Lord in China. I challenge you to pray and beg the Lord to do a great work in China. Will you consider aiming your steps at readying yourself to spend your days preaching Christ and exalting His name in China? Will you surrender your all to exalting Christ even in a place like China? If the Lord is leading you in that direction, we with Vision for China would love to help you along the way with everything from Bible training and missions training to language and culture training. Brother, we are here to provide you a path for you to follow to get you from wherever you are right now in life all the way to standing in China before a group of Chinese people with a Bible in your hand and in the Chinese language preaching unto them Jesus. If we can help you along your path in any way, reach out at info at visionforchina.org. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. Tell us who you are and let us know how we can come alongside and be a help. Remember, there are dozens of millions in China that need preachers if they are ever to hear the glad tidings of their Creator and Savior. Friend, will you arise and go and preach unto them Jesus? Brothers, the command of our Lord is clear. He has said in no uncertain terms exactly what we are to do in the face of the multitudes who have yet to hear of Him in China and all around the world. He says we are to We are to pray the Lord of the harvest. We are to pray that He would send laborers into the harvest. Friends, do you Do you regularly Have you made it a habit to regularly come before the Lord of the harvest and ask Him to ready and send forth more workers to get to work and start reaping? The need is great. The multitude is huge. The task is enormous. And yet, our Lord... Our Savior 
is greater, and he is able. Again, I challenge you, brother, to pray the Lord of the harvest. Ask him, beg him for more laborers, more workers, more preachers for China. Will you, my brother, pray for laborers and consider surrendering your own life to being the answer to those prayers? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Thank you all for listening in and letting others know that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China. Don't forget the Chinese city challenge for this episode. Spend 15 minutes researching Lanzhou City in Gansu province. Lanzhou is spelled L-A-N-Z-H-O-U. And then spend another 15 minutes or so praying that the Lord will raise up more preachers for the people there. And again, remember to message us, the Vision for China team, on social media to let us know an interesting thing you learned about Lanzhou and claim your free copy of our China Prayer Guide. Lanzhou and all of China need preachers who will pray the Lord of the harvest and, like Jonathan Goforth, beg him for more laborers as they labor in China themselves. Tune in next time for another exciting story from the life of missionary Sam Pollard. You won't want to miss it. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary with the Vision for China team. For more information about our Vision for China team and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you're going to find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to assess how you can better aim your life at making Jesus known in China, whether that be by praying, sending, or even going as a missionary. Well, until next time, 再见。